Dioxins are persistent in our bodies, and even trace amounts of dioxin exposure accumulates in your body over time. So if a woman uses roughly 11,000 tampons in her menstrual life, her exposure to those trace dioxins, multiply it by 11,000. Hey there, my name is Wendy, and I'm an environmental toxins lawyer who is obsessed with showing women how to toss the toxins out of their life and embrace a more holistic lifestyle. I'll be dishing up bite-sized but binge-worthy episodes on all things detox, low-tox, and what's that toxin? And what is it really doing to my health? I'm breaking it all down for you, separating the myths from the facts and pulling back the curtain on the products and beauty industry. You'll hear my unfiltered and sometimes unpopular, but honest opinions. No topic is off limits. We'll dive into what's really causing our thyroid issues, hormone imbalances, infertility, and more. Think of it as a crash course for all things holistic living, but for real life. You don't have to do everything. You just have to start somewhere. Let me show you how. This is the Detox Dilemma Podcast. Ladies, have you noticed lots of new period products showing up in your social media feeds that are being marketed as toxin-free, organic, and sustainable? Well, I for sure have. But if you've been seeing them too, it might leave you thinking, what's wrong with the conventional tampons and pads that you grew up with and probably still use today? Are tampons really full of toxins? I mean, what isn't these days? I wish I could tell you that you have nothing to be concerned about, but unfortunately, there is a short list of toxins that can be found in conventional tampons. I'm going to touch on them briefly, but don't worry. I'm mostly going to spend this episode gushing over the amazing options in the market today. Whether you use tampons, pads, cups, discs, or my new personal favorite, period underwear, I want you to know what's out there so you can make the best choice for you. So what's the issue with conventional tampons? Let's take a look at the scope of the problem. Most women in America use on average 11,000 tampons in their lifetime, which equates to about 20 billion pieces of plastic in landfills worldwide. So considering that so many tampons are being used and women are literally putting them in our vagina, you would think that ingredient and safety information would be a top priority and you would be wrong. See, tampons, pads, and period cups and discs are not even considered personal care products. They're considered medical devices, which means they are protected from any requirement to tell you what's in them. So when you turn around your box of tampons and look at the ingredients, they might all be there, or they might not be. Legislation has been introduced nine times that would require that manufacturers disclose tampon components, including all the contaminants, fragrances, preservatives. Yes, those are in there too, but the proposed bills never made it past the House floor. Now, how much do you want to bet that if the majority of those elected officials had menstrual cycles, that bill would have passed on the first try? You probably think tampons are just, well, cotton, but most conventional tampons contain cotton and rayon, and they also contain traces of dioxin from the bleaching process, pesticide residue from conventional non-organic cotton, mystery fragrance ingredients full of hormone disruptors, and in some cases, titanium dioxide. And here's the thing, our vaginas are covered in mucous membranes that absorb toxins without metabolizing them. 
Studies have shown that the absorption of certain drugs through the vagina results in blood levels 10 times higher than those taking an oral dosing. So ladies, whatever's going into your vagina is ending up in your bloodstream. And while pesticides and preservatives and fragrances aren't good, the biggest concern from a toxic perspective is the presence of dioxins. You may have heard of them. Dioxins are highly toxic chemicals that cause endometriosis, cancer, reproductive issues, as well as damaging your immune system. Now, these dioxins are not added on purpose into any of these products. They are a byproduct or a contaminant that comes from the bleaching process of the tampons. And it did used to be a lot worse. Up into the 90s, tampon manufacturers used chlorine gas to bleach the rayon used in tampons. But that method was abandoned in an effort to reduce the formation of these dioxin contaminants. Now conventional brands use elemental chlorine-free bleaching without chlorine gas. And even though these methods prevent the formation of dioxins, the compounds are present throughout much of the environment. So there's still trace amounts found in the tampons. And you might be thinking, why are tampons bleached at all? I mean, do they really have to be white? Bleaching is actually just a technical term for fiber purification. In order to purify cotton and rayon to eliminate any impurities and clean the fibers, whitening results in the process. But it's not the goal. Now, if you ask the FDA, they will tell you, yes, dioxins are present in trace amounts in tampons and pads as a byproduct of cotton and wood pulp bleaching, but the amount is insignificant. And here's what kills me about that statement. Dioxins are persistent in our bodies, and even trace amounts of dioxin exposure accumulates in your body over time. So if a woman uses roughly 11,000 tampons in her menstrual life, her exposure to those trace dioxins multiply it by 11,000. We have research that shows that these effects can happen with very low exposure levels of dioxin. And we also know that our bodies are already above the safe limits due to the exposures in other areas of our life, like our food chain and our drinking water. And if you know you could just buy better products that don't contain these dioxins, why wouldn't you? Now, organic tampons are a better option, but there's still the ingredient you need to look out for titanium dioxide. This past summer, there was a huge controversy on the internet over L brand organic tampons, which are super popular and sold at Target. They also happen to use titanium dioxide to whiten their tampons. Titanium dioxide is actually better known as a food additive, and it's actually in a lot of American foods to give it creamy white texture, and it's completely legal in the United States. But a few years ago, the European Food Safety Authority declared that titanium dioxide is no longer safe as a food additive. Their decision was based on available scientific research which found that the accumulation of titanium dioxide in the body contributes to genotoxicity. It basically damages at the DNA level and leads to cancer. So while yes, organic is better, make sure you turn the box around and you look for, hopefully that will be disclosed, titanium dioxide. Sometimes it will show up as pigment white 6 or just white pigment. Again, they're not required to disclose this ingredient. I will say though, the majority do. And before I move on to the fun stuff, which is the amazing products on the market right now, I just want to touch on toxic shock syndrome. I want to debunk the myth that toxic shock syndrome is caused by these chemicals. They're not. 
Even organic tampons can cause it. So please make sure you're changing out your tampons regularly. Don't assume just because they're organic that you can leave them in for a long period of time. Okay, PSA over. Now that you have some background and education on why you might want to consider new period products, let's get to the fun stuff because there are some seriously awesome brands out there with products on the market that I wish was available when I was a teenager and I can't wait to share them with you. Are you reading labels but you don't even really know what you're looking at, let alone know which ones are toxic? And wondering if you really need to spend eight bucks on an all natural cleaner made of nothing but vinegar? And how much of this marketing is just a bunch of greenwashing anyway? If you're confused, you are in good company. That was me when I first started detoxing my home. But now I've helped hundreds of families do it simply and without the overwhelm using my Tossing the Toxins roadmap. The best part, it is completely free. I wanted to create the perfect toxin-free cheat sheet and then give it away to anyone who wanted it. The roadmap walks you through what areas to focus on first that will give you the best bang for your health buck. You can download what I call the Toxic 20, which is my top 20 ingredients to avoid right to your phone. It's jam-packed full of easy-to-follow steps on embracing a low-tox life. My only goal was to make it simple, like crazy simple. If you're ready to start detoxing your life, go download your free roadmap at www.tossingthetoxins.com. So let's start this conversation and just dive into tampons and pads because I think those are probably what most women are used to using. It was also the first thing that I swapped out when I went to toxin-free products. So make sure you listen to the end of this episode because after purchasing and testing so many products, I will share with you what I am using and loving. So back when I made this swap, I went straight from conventional tampons, where I was that girl buying the bulk box of Tampax at Target, and I went straight to a subscription with the brand Lola. Back then when I made this swap, Lola was new and fun and really the only game in town. I couldn't find a pure organic cotton tampon at a store anywhere. So I signed up for their subscription and they delivered the box to my door and they were a little pricey, but it was worth it to me. That was a priority for me at the time. And I love them. They're fantastic. They're still fantastic to this day. They now have a wider range of offerings. You can get pads and they've even gotten into the period underwear business. It's a company that I really love. I also know that they do carry some of their products at Walmart. So if you're somebody that wants to purchase something in a store, that is also a great option. And while I don't use tampons anymore at all, I love walking down the aisle at Target now. When I walk down those aisles now, I see so many options for women these days, options that didn't used to exist. So I'm going to give you my top three brands that you can buy at Target that you can feel really good about. The first one is Cora. Cora is a fantastic brand. They are organic. They make an entire range and it is a really good option. Another one is, I think it's Rael. Or maybe it's real, rail. I don't know. I had never figured out how to pronounce their name, but you can find them linked in my show notes. However you pronounce it, they are amazing. Their tampons and pads are fantastic and they've stepped into the menstrual cup and period underwear world. But something I really love about them is that they also carry reusable pads. So they make a reusable pad that has five layers of ultra absorbent certified organic cotton and they legit work. 
You can just throw them in your washing machine and get up to 120 wears out of them. It's so cost effective and the environmental lawyer in me can't help but love and applaud how many disposable pads are being kept out of landfills. And lastly, for my target roundup, my personal favorite, Honey Pot. You may have seen these colorful packages popping up in Targets all over the country, and I could not love them more. They have panty liners, tampons, pads, and cups. Now, I will say this though make sure you read the label when purchasing Honey Pot products. Honey Pot carries both non herbal and herbal infused products. The herbal pads are infused with things like lavender, mint, and aloe, and it's intended to be calming and cooling. And some people absolutely rave about the products. I did not love them. Mint is a really strong herb for me, and our vaginas are sensitive, and I found it way too strong to the point of being really uncomfortable. So I personally avoid the herbal-infused versions, and I stick to the non-herbal options. Okay, moving on. Let's talk about what is all the rage these days, and that is period cups and discs. If you haven't tried these yet, you need to. It does take a little bit of trial and error and getting used to, but I'm a huge believer in period cups and discs. And once you get the hang of it, they don't leak and you just buy them once and reuse them over and over. So what's the difference between a cup and a disc? So a menstrual cup is exactly what it sounds like. It's cup shaped, it's reusable, and it catches your period. You fold it, insert it, and it sits below your cervix. And it works by creating a leak-free seal all around the rim, and in most cases it creates a suction when it seals. It's not the most comfortable thing in the world if you don't have the right size, so you have to find one that fits really well. Discs, on the other hand, are exactly what they sound like. It's a disc or a bowl-shaped receptacle, and it catches the period blood. It doesn't suction the way that a cup would, so most people find these much more comfortable So what do you want to look for when you're shopping for cups or discs? My one and only rule when you're shopping for these silicone-based products is that they have to be made out of medical-grade silicone. Medical-grade silicone won't break down and it won't leach any chemicals or react to your body. It is really important if you're going to use a cup or a disc that it is medical-grade silicone. Some of my absolute favorites on the market right now are salt. Tried and True Diva Cup is one of them. They're still fantastic to this day. And the one that I personally use, Honey Pot. Honey Pot gets top marks from me because their silicone is a medical grade, but it's softer than most of the other cups that I've tried. I don't know how they pull it off, but it's really comfortable. It also creates a really good suction. And once you figure it out, I never have leaks. One of the things I do hear from women about why they don't want to switch to a cup or a disc is because you have to take it out and rinse it before putting it back in. And maybe you're somebody who works in a place that has a public restroom and you don't have the privacy to do that. And I get that. I work from home most of the time, but I do travel for my job. So I carry toxin-free wipes with me so that I can wipe it in the privacy of the bathroom stall. And it's not super convenient, but it does work in a pinch. Another option you might want to consider is a disposable disc. The brand Flex has disposable period discs that function really well and they're just disposable. So you can take it out and you can toss it. That might be a good option for you if you're somebody that doesn't have regular privacy in your bathroom throughout the day. And finally, the star of the show and the thing that I seriously wish that I, as a teenager, an awkward teenager, had period underwear. As a mom with a daughter, these have been the biggest blessings. I mean, can you imagine? You just tell them to wear this underwear. It's amazing. Okay, but do they really work? 
there are so many brands out there of period underwear. You see them everywhere. And most of them use the same type of absorbent material like microfiber or organic cotton, some wool or bamboo that traps your blood flow. Most period underwear typically has a moisture barrier as well so that it keeps you dry and it also prevents leaking. And some of them add some odor controlling treatment. And period underwear will typically hold anywhere between one and two tampons worth of flow, and most brands do sell different absorption options. But before you venture into period underwear, there are some things you need to know ahead of time. They are really absorbent, and in order to keep them that way, you have to take care of them. That means washing them in a laundry soap that is unscented, toxin-free, and contains no fillers and absolutely no fabric softeners or dryer sheets. After they've been washed, you want to either hang them to dry or lay them flat to dry. Conventional laundry detergents and fabric softeners will destroy your period underwear the same way they destroy towels. If you didn't know already, anything that is meant to absorb, like your bath towels or your period underwear, if you put fabric softener in your washing machine or you use dryer sheets, They will no longer absorb and they will repel liquids. See, softeners coat your dryer, also bad for your dryer in general, but they also coat your clothing with toxins that make them feel soft, but it's really just melted chemicals coating your clothing. And since I literally can't help myself and we're on the topic, fabric softener is on my top five most toxic things in your home list. White vinegar in the fabric softener section of your washing machine works just as well and is completely non-toxic. Okay, now that I've said my piece, back to period underwear. Most pairs can last you between two to five years depending on the quality. So you do invest up front and then they last. And over the long term, they save you a ton of money. Before I jump in and tell you my top three period underwear brands, including what I use every day, I want to talk for one second about Thinks. Thinks is the largest maker of period underwear, and they recently settled a lawsuit claiming that they use PFAS in their period underwear. This past year, there was, I mean, so much social media exposure when a popular website, Momovation, published an article claiming that there was PFAS in Thinks underwear. An independent woman had purchased her own Thinks underwear and worked with a scientist from the University of Notre Dame who's a well-known PFAS researcher. She purchased them and he tested them in his lab and they tested positive for fluorine, which indicates the presence of a PFAS chemical. Just to be clear, PFAS is bad. PFAS is a class of chemicals that is intended to make something waterproof. It's the same class of chemicals that Teflon belongs to. It's the same type of toxin that's used to coat your nonstick pans. It is persistent in our bodies and in our environment. It causes cancer, lots of hormone disrupting issues. It's bad stuff. A positive fluorine test means that there's the presence of at least one of over 4,700 different PFAS chemicals, and you don't know which one it is. So the Thinks underwear, even the organic ones, came back as testing positive for high amounts of fluorine. Now, here's the thing. Thinks has organic certifications from their suppliers. They use organic cotton farms. They have robust third-party testing practices. And they stand by their statement that they do not add PFAS into any of their underwear and that their supply chain and third-party testing ensures that they don't have products that are contaminated with PFAS. I actually saw the third-party testing myself. I read it. They check for multiple PFAS toxins. And I'm willing to bet that things tests for way more PFAS chemicals than any other company out there, with the exception of European companies. 
first of all, it's not required at all. Chances are a lot of the clothing that you're walking around wearing probably has some kind of PFAS contamination in it. I predict over the next couple years, many clothing brands are going to have to grapple with this. PFAS has contaminated all of our water supply. And because of that, the cotton that's being grown and the other things that are being made probably have PFAS contamination that nobody even knows about. If you're concerned about PFAS contamination, filter your water, avoid fast food packaging, and toss any of your nonstick pans. Those are the best thing that you can do for your health. Throwing out your period underwear would be pretty low on my list of things to do, but you have to do what makes you comfortable. I personally wouldn't throw mine out. I would just buy new brands that have tested negative as I need to replace them. But if this is something that concerns you, there are multiple brands that tested negative for any detection level of PFAS. And that doesn't mean that it's zero. It just means that it's below the detection level. One of the brands is the one that I use and I love the most, Modi Body. Of all the brands I tested, they work the best, they're the most absorbent, and they're the most comfortable. A couple other brands that tested negative that are fantastic options is Lilova, as well as Luna Pads, which now goes by the name of Isle. And actually, my second runner-up favorite is a company called Bambody, and they use a lot of bamboo material, and you can now get those on Amazon. Now, I talked about a lot of products in this episode, and not just period products, but laundry detergent as well. Did you know that I have a toxin-free shopping guide that has links to all of my favorite tested toxin-free products? It is simple to search and it is organized by category. Head over to www.toxinfreeshoppingguide.com and you'll find all the products that I talked about today in the period care section, as well as my favorite toxin-free laundry soap that only costs me 20 cents a load. And you can also find my top rated skincare, body care, sunscreens, and everything you need for baby and so much more. That is a wrap for my longer than usual bite-sized episode. At the end of the day, it's up to you and it's up to each individual to decide which products work best for their body. But it's always helpful to know what options exist out there so that you can make informed decision about what is best for your health. I hope this episode provided you with some insight into what toxins might be lurking in your conventional tampons, as well as some healthier alternatives that exist on the market today. No matter which product you choose, just remember to always take care of yourself first and foremost. Don't forget to take a screenshot of this episode and tag me or a friend on Instagram and I'll shout you out back. I love seeing what you're listening to and enjoying and it helps spread the word about living a low toxic. See you next week.